It's no the Chris, real It's the Christmas cast, Daniel. <laughs> you gotta get in the spirit. Do we have a funny opening plan? Uh, I have... Hot fuck, it's Christmas. <laughs> Hot fuck, it's Christmas. <laughs> Welcome to No Clip. I'm Cheddar Owen. I'm JJR Timas. I'm Andy Kinnick. I'm Daniel Otten. And I'm Stephen Otten. And uh, they're joining us today uh, to talk about this game from their childhoods, sort of. Um, <laughs> uh, you might remember Dan from the Trine episode, which was way back, was that episode 9? Something like that. Yeah, Hills so early. 22 episodes ago. Uh, it was like almost a full year. Uh, and we're going to be talking about Rascal. Uh, which was a game that was released in 1998 and was developed by Traveler's Tales. Uh, now, I kind of want to start this by answering a question that, based on every conversation I've had about this game since I played it, is probably going to be like something that other people are thinking about. So, I was leaving work this morning, and I was talking to one of my friends, and uh, he was like, I'm going to go home and play Overwatch. And I was like, uh... I'm going to go home, <laughs> and uh, then I'm going to record a podcast about the worst game I've ever played. <laughs> and he was like, oh, what game? I assume, Pokemon Snap. Yeah, I assume <laughs> thinking that, he was, that I was going to have some controversial opinion about a popular video game. And then I told him, Rascal, on the PlayStation <laughs> 1. And he responded with, why are you talking about that game? Semicolon, why the fuck did you even play that game? <laughs> yeah, I figured we'd want to set up, like, why we would be talking about this game. Uh, it's not, like, an especially interesting uh, story other than to say we got, and you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but we got we got a PlayStation 1 the year it was released way back when we were kids. Um, we each got, each of us, the three siblings got one game. Mm. Mine was Rascal. Um, <laughs> what and, were the uh, other two games? I have uh, to know. Uh, I think okay. Worked. We actually disagreed about the Pandemonium. Yeah. Pandemonium, which is actually two. pretty good. I don't know if cr critics liked it, but it was a fun game. And um, uh, helicopter game, right? Yeah, Thunderstrike Two. <laughs> no, I don't know anything about Thunderstrike One. But Thunderstrike Two was. It was great. a pretty. We played I mean, the shit out of all. It was. Games, they were all honestly. playable at the time. Right. Uh, what a blockbuster life. <laughs> we were very. We were like over the moon to get a PlayStation. Though. Yeah, uh, it did. It didn't matter what. So it was. and okay, more. So the reason we're talking about it really is that okay, two real reasons. The first being that Andrew, who's also my cousin and Stephen's cousin. Um, who didn't have a PlayStation as a child was super jealous of Rascal. Yeah, the PlayStation was one of many things he didn't have as a child. Um, that's a separate podcast um, entirely. And so yeah, he was super jealous of Rascal, and so it got we it got us talking about it fairly recently when he mentioned that. Yeah, like and, maybe uh, a year ago. Yeah, and the other reason this that, is weirdly something we've been planning for like a long time. <laughs> yeah. um, the other reason that we are still interested in, it, I guess, or were still interested in it, is. It was a game that, and I think this still comes across um, now, <laughs> that, like, as a child, is, like, a really mysterious game. <laughs> as a child, I guess I thought, like, it must be really cool and hard, and, like, it, it would be something really rewarding to, like, complete. Now I know it's just bad. <laughs> um, but, like, as a kid, I, I played it and only ever got, and, like, this was a huge accomplishment, only ever got past the first world. Right, yeah. Um, and so... It was something I, like, had this, like, back-of-my-mind desire to come back to um, now that I am competent enough to 
actually get through, get through almost all of it, it turns out. Yeah. yeah. Not all challenges are worth conquering. <laughs> that's true. It, it, it turns <laughs> out that's true, but that, that's why we were interested in returning. And to additionally, it. we also wanted, for a while, talked about talking about just a game we thought was really bad. <laughs> See if we could do an episode. And yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll see if that pans out the way that we hope it does. <laughs> yeah. I should add that we didn't even know it was bad until, or that it was like panned yeah. by critics until like a year ago. We were talking about. It. I was like, let me look up Rascal. Yeah. Like, oh, like turns out it was actually supposed to be one of the worst games on the PlayStation. <laughs> um, like no, not a single yeah. critic review says a fun challenge to yeah. overcome. <laughs> Although there's a huge disparity between the GameSpot review of it. And the review website of record for NoClip, IGN. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, GameSpot <laughs> liked it a lot more than IGN did. And additionally, it was made by Traveler's Tales, who still exist, I think under a different name now. But they work on the Lego franchise. Yeah. yeah. So now, oh, like, yeah. from humble beginnings. <laughs> I waited yeah. for Lego Rascal. Yeah, yeah like... Yeah. They're not. They don't have like one of the most successful game franchises. Traveler's Tales yeah. has sort of a rough patch. Uh, obviously, starting with this, <laughs> the roughest of patches. But they also moved on and are like partially responsible for Crash Bandicoot getting bad in the two thousands. Yeah, like, like on like the PS two. Right. Yeah, yeah. They work with a lot of licenses as well like yeah. on my Wikipedia page. <laughs> But after, like, apparently 20 years of trying to get, like, this specific type of game for really, really young kids where you just run around as, like, a tiny, likable person and shoot things, they finally got it right after 20 iterations <laughs> yeah. with Lego Star Wars. Well, yeah, because Rascal represents such a complete failing on that front, <laughs> because it's difficult to run around. Rascal is not <laughs> likable. <laughs> it's not and it's, it's also barely a game. <laughs> so... Can we talk about um, how much each of us played of the game? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> it seems like we should start with that. I guess that's All a right. fair. I uh, am, like, actually blown away by the amount of this game that you and Steven managed to get through. <laughs> yeah, so we it, we did it all yesterday. Yeah. Um, there was alcohol involved, but it didn't it, it, it didn't, it didn't eat us really until the end. Um, we started about 10 in the morning. And um, took a break for dinner. Really, that was it. Yeah. And we played. Uh, we played the game straight up, um, and basically beat it. Yeah. Uh, we got to the final like run of air bosses in yeah. air quotes. The boss um, rush. At the, end. the galaxy and, boss uh, rush. We we for various reasons we'll get into later. <laughs> uh, couldn't beat that. <laughs> uh, and so it was late. We were tired, and uh, we thought, well, we'll just finish in the morning. And then uh, this morning when I. Well, and I got up to play it this morning. Yeah, <laughs> I, I went down and uh, fired up the old PlayStation and went to the went into the room to load and had the only options of quit and save. Yeah, it turns so, out when you turn oh. off the PlayStation, it just erases your save game. Yeah, I well, assumed... Uh, did you have a memory card yeah, yeah. in the PlayStation? Sure, sure did. <laughs> yeah, sure did. I assumed that Dan deleted it on purpose, like, for someone and reason. Like, just in a <laughs> drunken stupor. Well, like, I never yeah, imagined that a game would be it would function in such a way that if you turned off your console, it would erase <laughs> your saves. Save, but it does. <laughs> Maybe there's some kind of, like, completely not-at-all signposted way to save the game in some specific stupid machine hidden in a corner That's, of a that, single room. I would believe that. <laughs> um, 
But so yeah, for like like functionally, we beat the game. Right. Although I I sadly we, can't say yeah. that we just beat it. We <laughs> did not earn our twenty dollars. That's yes. true. Andrew I, Andrew bet us twenty dollars that we couldn't beat it. Yeah, I I, yeah. I lent them the game, and Daniel was like, "How oh, how long do you think it'll take us to beat it?" And I'm like, "You're not gonna beat it." <laughs> I, I like to think that even though you're not gonna give us any money, we did prove you wrong. Yeah. Because we could have beaten it. Okay, uh, maybe I'll give you ten dollars. I drank less margaritas. I could have stayed up all That's night true. playing through again <laughs> and beat it. But there, there's yeah. more to come on but, that last boss. So, yeah. area, but we'll get yeah. to that. But so Chad and I also played the game together. At least I'm taking a moment to point out this at, at this time that between all five of us, there are two copies of the game, <laughs> each of which were purchased for literally one penny. <laughs> I bought one. I was like, oh, it's gonna be like one cent, and then shipping. And it was, but then you could just increase the quantity of one penny games, and it didn't increase the shipping at all. So I like that I lent a copy out to JJ, and you lent the copy that we played to them, yes. just to save the extra two cents. <laughs> Go on, though. But, uh, yeah, so Chad came over to my place, and we played... And he hadn't looked into the game at all, so I'm like, I'm hooking it up, and I'm like, so do you know this game has tank control? <laughs> Even that's being a little generous. Yeah, agreed. Oh, oh god. Yeah, as opposed to tanked control. Yeah, so <laughs> actually, we legitimately played through like the first level, like got to the end pad and didn't have all the pieces, and we're like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Within about an hour of starting the game, uh, like I was scrambling through the internet attempting to find like an invincibility code, or something. <laughs> just so Which there like, is, right? Yeah. Th well, there is, but we couldn't get it to work. <laughs> also, we, we weirdly why. found some codes for Rayman that were like incorrectly placed in the Rascal <laughs> section, and then we found other codes that were actually for Rascal Racers, which is a different game. Unrelated, yeah. It is hard to find. Unfortunately unrelated to Rascal. It's, it's hard to find any information about this game yeah. online. It's, it's just, uh, it's a game that really is appropriately given its, its plot. Uh, forgotten to time. Just in con <laughs> just in contrast, to sh demonstrate how seriously Stephen and I were taking this playthrough, when we finished the first level, we were like, "Wait, like we only have one life left. Let's just quit. I'll beat the whole first level again with all three lives, so that we can just keep going with more lives." That is yeah. an amount of patience that I I can't even dream of. <laughs> yeah, in my case, uh, I also have no history with this game, was given no warning in advance, other than the fact that I I was like, oh, Chad, how much do I have to pay you back for ordering this game? And you said a cent. <laughs> so go. Okay. Um, I went through the first level, uh, beat the dragon boss, uh, and then when I killed it and nothing happened, I turned the game off. <laughs> You well, got further so, than I expected. Yeah, yeah. I anticipated you turning it on, like tr walking out of the kid's room and turning the console off. Because <laughs> yeah. you already hate good platforms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Given, yeah. given what I know about your video game preferences, I can't imagine a game that you would like less than this. I was sad. I really wished that I had friends with me that could have like borne the burden of having to play through Rascal. It was just really sad by myself in this room. I didn't like hook up my plate my PS2 again, get everything all working, and that wasn't what I was granted in exchange. Yeah, I recall I was I was sitting uh, at my computer desk like with a headset on playing Overwatch with people and got a text from you that said like 
how do you beat the dragon? <laughs> and I just you lost don't. my shit. Like I, I was like, I can't, I can't even. Like you can't beat the dragon. <laughs> uh, a- Andrew don't, don't uh, saved Stephen and I yeah. from from beating the dragon because the one yeah. thing he did mention was uh, just ignore the dragon, yeah. <laughs> which we did. I literally I walked in the room. I was like, oh, it's a dragon. Yeah, I also beat it and nothing happened. What was mad? What was the it? What was the thought? Well, the, you can get an extra life. Yeah, I think the idea is just you run into the room, grab the life, and leave. But it's so <laughs> obviously a bossing game. I know. But it's I also think... the only level that has that type yeah, of really, boss encounter. It yeah. really is. It's like a, uh, like a that has like a. Well, I guess maybe in the Hollywood episode, there's that spider. It's the yeah. only thing that's like comparable. Oh, yeah. That spider's pretty much sucked up. It's, well, it's, yeah, it's like if you figure out you can just walk two feet up the ramp. There's also the merman. In, in the room with what like, was the his name? With Duffy the books, I think. In the ruler. <laughs> I'm like losing my shit right now. Hold on. The mer the mer the merman. Oh the, yeah. The merman who's in the name? final boss run and who's in the Atlantis underwater episode. Yeah. yeah. I can okay. I can elaborate this on, on this a little, but it's still gonna be a mystery for you. Um, <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I actually played the Atlantis level. And gave up when I had most of the stuff because I was just <laughs> bored of it. And then I beat the boss rush, so I know about okay. the merman. But I didn't know that he had a name. And he's in, yeah, he's in the Atlantis level. Um, he's in like the green door room. We played the, we played the game a lot yesterday. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so when we, you legitimately try, it takes a lot of attempts. We uh, <laughs> yeah. we we were using a walk. So the first two levels or worlds we beat just like on our own, mm-hmm. and then we realized like we need to walk through or else we can we can't beat this in a day, and uh, so we got we got I think the only walkthrough of the game available. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's, and it's hilarious. To be fair, to, in case he's listening, uh, <laughs> as the only he's the only guy that, that cared enough about Rascal to write a walkthrough. He yeah. might be just combing the internet for Rascal content. <laughs> I, totally, I would totally believe that. Um, <laughs> so I will say, to be fair, it wasn't a bad walkthrough. Right. Um, as far as walkthroughs go, but sure. it was written like kind of hilariously, and you could tell by like a young child, <laughs> um, or maybe English was the second language. Uh, but like his syntax and sentence construction was really like stilted and hilarious. Um, for like my favorite example is in the uh, first Western world, his direction was uh, go outside, be sure to kill the cowboy, or he'll tan you a new hide. <laughs> My favorite was in the uh, in the Hollywood level when you go into the little city and there's the reptile creature destroying things. So I take out the reptile first of all. (laughs) It's like first off, take out the reptile. Um, But anyway, that's a long way of explaining the fact that uh, he somehow knew either that the characters were named. Or he just gave them names. Oh, yeah. man. So I'm can, not sure which I, think, I like better. I think this game came with, like, a manual that, like, named all the characters. It did. It, it, yeah, in okay. classic video game yeah. fashion. So, yeah. I, I had the same question, though, because when it, he was, like, dropping proper nouns for these characters, like, <laughs> where, like... How did he know? Where's this? this information coming Unless from? Unless it's just like the creator of Rascal I mean, wrote the walkthrough. Yeah, or like somebody called Traveler Sales, like on a weird hotline. I mean, if you hire Jim Henson's creature, that's guy true. I meant to mention this to first. design you know like this? some of the characters that you're probably gonna name. Jim, Jim Henson's creature shop designed Rascal, wow. like the character Rascal. Yeah, 
They design all the other characters in the game too. I assume not literally all of them, I but think, like the boss is the only one that even seemed Jim Henson. Yes, I think right. the Wikipedia page just said some characters. Okay, it would be. Super I'm assuming like the if bosses. It was just the final boss. Yeah, because I'm just like because then this game c- goes from being like uh, you were a kid trying to rescue his dad from a time lord to. <laughs> Like, you are a poorly designed character trying to kill the only well-designed character in the <laughs> game. Which Wait, who's the well-designed one? Kronos? Kronon? I mean, well-designed is, 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 is... No, I won't say criticized. I'm just curious yeah. which one you thought was yeah, well-designed. Yeah, it, it's, it is... It sure as hell wasn't the Blastoise dragon. Or the glitchiest character ever any other of the horrible characters. Yeah. Um, the reason that I knew uh, that there were proper nouns for the names because I found stills online of you like the novelization pages. It was also one cent, so I was like, but included among like just the list of proper names of all the characters is they had like a full description of like all of the rascals' interests and hobbies. He likes like some kind of energy drink, right? Yeah, I googled the energy drink and couldn't find it's, it. Yeah, it's like not uh, in the game at all. <laughs> and I admit, it's made up, it doesn't yeah, exist. They were like, what do kids like in the 90s? <laughs> yeah, the, the way drinks. it reads, you would think it would be like the way to regain Surge. health or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not even in the game. Yeah, I just wrote down little selections, uh, including his favorite movie, Men in Black. Uh, (laughs) These are are the rascals. Wait, is that actually true? This is in the manual. This is like like things in the rascal. That's in the manual. Yes, Yes. it says in his favorite TV shows, X Files. Yep. Do they pay for the rights to even? Man, that's kind of weird. They just like put it in the rascal's taste are so similar to ours. I feel bad now they've been shit talking him so much. He likes noodles. I also love the rascals specifically. That's true. His fave place is Italy. Dude, that's Italy. my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> t- have you seen his house? Yeah. His okay. family is rich and very, okay, very exactly. tiny. Yeah. They summer in Italy. His favorite spice is scary. Oh, like Spice, spice Girl. Got you. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it, was a different, it was a different time. It and his top yeah. saying is cool it. Cool, cool it. It's wait. Cool it, Dad. I can't imagine, even as like a child, being like, r- like writing down like things. To know about Chad and being like, what is my like my favorite phrase? You didn't have a catchphrase. Like a catchphrase? <laughs> it was this was an activity his dad gave him to do. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. I'm actually very glad you read that. I didn't know. I had seen um, there must be a description somewhere else. Maybe it was like a promotional for the game, where it like describes Rascal and it like mentions his stupid energy drink and like <laughs> the stuff he likes to do for fun. So does Rascal ever? Okay, let's back up. Are there any like spoken words in this game at all? He says "ow." He did. He doesn't hurt. He pain sounds. Yeah. yeah. So sounds. I'm now, the whole the intro thing. doesn't have any voice acting. Yeah, the intro was phenomenal. I'd love to <laughs> talk about the intro. <laughs> okay, but let's talk about the intro then specifically, because then we can start going forward until we get to the dragon, where I assume we're gonna just brick. And because hang. because the intro is like part of why, as a kid, I thought this game was like mysterious and really cool. Right. Because like you want so. Put yourself in the shoes of, like, a five-year-old. I don't know exactly in how In 1998. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, you watch that intro, and then you're dropped into this house with, like, lots of locked doors and, like, colored keys, and you can't really figure any of it out. <laughs> like, you would just assume it's going to end up being really cool. 
Because they're like aliens in that intro. Yeah. For it's some like reason. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they're aliens. I mean, they're riding around flying saucers. Yeah. I thought they kind of looked like ants, but you know, whatever. I can't. Speak Maybe for they're aliens. Months. I, I, have, I don't have a response to that. <laughs> I can't speak for myself uh, as a child playing this game because I, I didn't. But as an adult playing this game. I know that the literally the first door that I mindlessly ambled into was the entrance to the first level. So, like, I wouldn't have even known that there were locked doors. I would have just been, like, oh, level one, I guess, and, and well, then quit immediately. Well, was a ki- as a kid, because I could only beat the first level, mm-hmm. and even then, not really. I spent a lot of time just wandering around the house, like, trying to interact with shit. Right. Yeah. I remember going to your house as a kid and playing this and like the house like literally feeling like as cool as like the castle in Mario 64 <laughs> like it seemed so awesome like in my in my memories right it is not even a, like a fraction of as cool as the castle from Mario 64 i mean if you have the taste of a 5 year old in 1998 the game does look good for a ps1 game it, it's got some nice skins on it. That's true. I, have, I currently have a rascal uh, iPhone background. I, from a screenshot we took of me staring at a particularly beautiful pink and blue. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, that's from the Atlantis app, the first Atlantis level. Yeah. Uh, probably. There, like, there are some visuals in this game that are solid. Like that, I mean, that I'd say that because I think the Atlantis level in particular stands out as being like a pretty good-looking level yeah. for a PlayStation One game. Yeah, the, the, in terms of like actual visual quality, I don't. With the exception of, of I guess some of the design, like especially in the enemies, uh, they do tend to be just sort of like some dude <laughs> who just bum-rushes you when you walk into a room. Yeah, the enemy design is terrible. Yeah. Or a, some dude who doesn't rush you or come over across as hostile in any way and you still have to murder him. <laughs> <laughs> like the bartender. The bartender. Oh, yeah. What feels like this poor guy? Murder, like, if you got <laughs> killed by that bartender, piece. yeah, you yeah. have to kill. Yeah. yeah. If you got it's killed by that bartender, you are the yeah. worst video game player in the world. Yeah. Like you'd have to you, try. You can't even shoot him from where he's throwing beer glasses. Right. Like, oh, <laughs> he, he just like throws him down at the end of the bar. Well, that's the thing. I think it was, it was a meta commentary because he he's the worst video game player, and so you have to be the worst video because he's just playing beer tapper badly <laughs> by throwing beers at no one across yeah. the bar and just losing all of his that's lives. I think this game, like, going back to, like, the visuals, is, like, graphically, like, good for the time, but, like, the art direction and visual design is just garbage. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. all <laughs> over the place. Except, yeah. With a few exceptions of things that are cool. The dragon is pretty much just a stuffed <laughs> dragon that someone presumably had, like, to the left of him. When he was <laughs> like, on his work. desk. Yeah. 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 I mean, it even seems like the plot of the game is, like, designed to set up, like, a smorgasbord of, like, <laughs> just random imagery. And the yeah. plot doesn't even succeed in that. The opening cutscene for as, like, interesting as it was at the time for people within that age group doesn't explain, like, why you wake up in your room in yeah. the house. Or There's also really no way to know that you're... T- I'm traveling. Yeah. 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 Like, you're just traveling to yeah. weird-looking There's worlds. no, like, like, just, like, little paragraph of text explaining what's happening. Right, like an opening crawl or <laughs> yeah. something. There was, and, like, I don't know, I feel like I brought this up, like, right before we turned the game off and threw the PlayStation out of a window, <laughs> <Yeah>. but... <laughs> 
when we were back in his room at the end of the game, I remember noting that like most of the objects in his room related to the levels, the levels which like calls into question the reality of the whole situation. Like, <laughs> is this actually happening, or is this like some crazy like Big imaginary fantasy. thing? Yeah, I mean, that's Rascal's obviously doing? just his imagination. Right, he's yeah. clearly in a dream world the whole time. I don't know if it's <laughs> obvious. <laughs> well, in that case, like, where is his dad actually? Like, did he just like go to the store? He left. It's him and his mo- him and his mother and his dad. Father left, and this is how he's coping. <laughs> it's, it's, it's you it's guys a, didn't get that. It's all a dream. That's why he he just falls think, into it. I will say, I think that something that that doesn't explain still, and is probably the biggest mystery in this game, is why the hell all the doors are so short. Yeah, like, <laughs> like his dad can't fit through those doors. Like even he can't fit through. Like they're kind of shorter than even he is. Right. Yeah. Like they so aren't appropriately sized for any human being. All right. It's, if you took off the back or it's Cap, his head would be perfectly flat at yeah, the top like, and would just skim underneath. Like, yeah. I, I don't really understand that choice. Yeah, it's it's kind of, like, it's a, there's a common problem when you're developing a first-person shooter in making things seem proportionally the correct height to where you are without making your character seem either way too short or way too tall, but somehow they managed to include that problem in an <laughs> entirely third-person game. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, how big the doors need to be? Enough. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't even like it, it's not like they've just like scaled the door to the wrong size the problem is that the door is shorter this was a deliberate choice they like perfectly yeah, square doors. It's, it's nice and it's wide enough it's just not even close to tall enough I don't know where to transition from, <laughs> from that we need to talk about the first level obviously we need to talk about it uh, we, should we talk all about played the first level yeah, past yeah. castle Castle Pass. I, I, Castle think, Castle Pass. I, I think Castle Pass might be the best level in the game. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is undeniably the best level. They really put their best foot forward. <laughs> it wasn't a very good foot. No, but it was the <laughs> best, was one, the the best, best one. I think we could all agree the best music in the game. Certainly. That's the best this game has Yeah. This game has clearly infected your minds. Well, you hear you just hear that same melody on loop for life. For life. Yeah. After you hear it once, it just like gets stuck in. I mean, when I heard it this time, it really I immediately remembered it from a kid from when I was a kid. Like it is a memorable tune. That actually that speaks a lot more to the sound design that I would have would yeah. have given it. I, yeah, I, I I mean that sincerely. I think that like the the sound design on that level is pretty good. Mm. And I do think that level is pretty good relative to the rest of Rascal. Yeah. The signs that the sounds yeah. that are present because there are plenty of sounds that kind of aren't present or kind of <laughs> abrupt like all the enemy interactions, anything that like the larger people-sized enemies do. They, they don't really ever speak or make noise. They just sort of waddle your direction <laughs> silently <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. kill them. Yeah. There was a... Uh, Andy and I were struggling to, at the end of our play session, complete the first level legitimately. <laughs> because at that point we had just been using the level select to just go to each world and play it for a while. Uh-huh. And um, so we were going through and we couldn't find the last piece. And it turned out that it was on this night enemy who we just didn't realize was there because we would just walk past where he was yeah. and he didn't was, like he didn't like stomp around. Wasn't it the room with the cannons? Yeah. So we're just like avoiding the cannonballs yeah, and didn't even right. notice that guy was there. Yeah, he's just like <laughs> meandering back and forth. They're like, oh. I mean, what do you what do you think of like the core mechanic of each level? <laughs> uh, okay, I mean it's a real question. 
Like, for, for a platformer, the idea that, like, in each world, you have to get the hourglass pieces, you have to get the keys, and then you leave. Right. Oh, that's a horrible design, <laughs> I think. Just generally. I'm not defending it. I'm just going to talk yeah, yeah. about it. I, I think, like, because there are other games that have done this, but it, I feel like it's literally just a lazy trick to make it so that they don't have to design more things. And, I mean, <clears throat> there's an argument that you can make that, like, 3D Mario games sort of do this thing where it's like you have to collect like however many red coins or whatever. But the thing about collecting red coins in a Mario game is that you they're put in locations that are in themselves discrete challenges. Yeah. So you just yeah. sort of jump yeah. to it. In this game, they just sort of arbitrarily lay these things around. Yeah. Especially the hourglass pieces. Yeah. Um, because the hourglass pieces can be just like lying about, mm-hmm. in, even in places that yeah aren't hard to get to at all. <laughs> or they can just like be random enemy drops. That don't correlate in any way to enemy type <laughs> or like location. <laughs> so like it's like kill the you know the pirate in like the second room gives you an hourglass piece, but you know a pirate like in a different room won't. Right. And it's just complete like you have no. But a bird in another room will. Yeah. For no reason. So there, there's, there's really to be to, to like playing through this game like legitimately with no outside help. You would just have to kill everything, really, to yeah. to go through and beat it. And that, that is likely what happened on the just underwater level, structure. which I got pretty far, and I got all but one collectible and couldn't find it. And I was using the just, just perfect map. <laughs> yeah. we, didn't, we didn't even know there was a map yeah. until Andrew pointed it out. <laughs> so I sent you a, an image. Of I had it. forget. Yeah, okay. Uh, to try and locate everything, and I, I likely the last piece that I needed was just like in a eel or something. Were these the, uh, <laughs> the tile pieces? Yeah. Did you get the one in the cage uh, with like the little the puzzle with the colors? You had to push the totem piece to unlock the cages. No. It's outside, like, the first door of the forest room you get dropped in. You oh, have to man. turn around and go outside, and that's how you get the puzzle piece. So this game has puzzles ever. No. <laughs> not as it's much. Not, this game's idea of a puzzle is, like, in, Put, Match in red ho- with red. Yeah. In, that, in that Hollywood level, there's, like, a soundstage, like, the one with the Godzilla monster in it, with the, it's, like, a city, and you have to, like... Just hit three buttons. Yeah, yeah. there's another. That's yeah. the they aren't puzzles. I think it's, it would be yeah. more accurate to call it like an interactive. The best, yeah, yeah the best puzzle is yeah. in the Aztec Temple. There's a room you have to go through that has four platforms: a red, blue, yellow, and green. And you enter the room, having played other video games, thinking this is a puzzle. I must have to hit these in a certain sequence in order to open the door. When in reality, all you have to do is hit all four randomly colored buttons. So, <laughs> the puzzle is hit all four. Yeah. Press all uh, the, the buttons. This just reminded me uh, the the great walkthrough that we were using uh, referred to Atlantis as the thinking man's level. Naturally, I played through that one. Um, and thank God I did. Uh, I don't think Steven could have beaten it with his meager level of education. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, Atlantis also brought in the play, like, putting together a picture of a shell for no reason at all. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, the tile piece one I was talking yeah. about. That level frustrated the walkthrough creator so much that he quit the game for five years before coming back to it and finishing it. <laughs> wait, wow. wait, 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 That means this guy, yep. at the latest, wrote this walkthrough... 2003. Yeah, I mean, at the earliest, rather, in 2003. Mm-hmm. 
That is unbelievable. <laughs> Why would you come back in 2003? Well, but yet here we are. <laughs> 2016. <laughs> like, why didn't he just play a, a good game? <laughs> like Mario Sunshine. Right. Yeah. Came out in 2002. Metal or a Sly Cooper. A, a Sly Cooper. You have to buy a new console for that. Callbacks. Pokemon <laughs> Snap. It's on a platform. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> Technically <laughs> enough. Also, Chrono Trigger. Catherine. Undertale. Just keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah. Skyrim. Uh, so Dark Souls Part One or Two. <laughs> <laughs> the the, uh, the Atlantis level actually did break me. Like I was not willing to try that. The level Atlantis more level than was once. very difficult. Yeah. I, I, we played that one a lot. It did include the most difficult piece to find, which was that one of the statues in oh, one yeah. of the rooms. Was sparkling. You just had to shoot very it. faintly, and you had that was indicating that you must shoot it to get the blue key. And that is used in no other level in the entire game. Is there a sparkling thing that you need to? You have to shoot me to release a key. That's true. There was no reason you would think that going in or coming out later. It, was it implied, by the way, in the Atlantis level that you were underwater even though you weren't no. suffocated? Why were there fish? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Especially because in the later, the second, the Atlantis future, um, the Atlantis is flooded and you're underwater right, yeah. all the time. Mm. I don't know why there were fl- fish floating around. All right, I say good. yeah, because yeah, in the, with the first area of the Atlantis is like there's like a waterfall. So it has to be above water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that waterfall gave Stephen fits. Yeah. Uh, it gave Chad fits. Yeah, well, <laughs> Stephen died like every time he tried that waterfall. But thankfully, we, once we realized it was the thinking man. Yeah, well, we, we had a thinking man who could be patient enough to climb the waterfall. Yeah, no, I climbed. I, I attempted the waterfall and lost all of my lives on like the first platform, and was like, and "What game. the fuck is this shit?" And so I loaded into it a second time and then just did it on my first try. And I was like, as I'm going up, I'm like. Andy, how am I doing? <laughs> I, see, I, I honestly didn't find the waterfall challenging at all. and But uh, later on, like two rooms later, that those little lily pad shaped things that moved, yeah. I died on those so many times. Yeah. I almost rage quit. I died so many times <laughs> I can't, like, okay, when you die in this game, you go back to, like, your last save? No. The game restarts and then you have to go to the save load room. <laughs> And then load, and pre- and then hope that you don't actually save and overwrite your game. Gotcha. Good. So, you dying on those lily pads represents, like, a massive chunk of time. Yes, because you have to, like, you know, restart the game, hit start, walk into the save room, load, walk back to the world, get back to where you were, and then and complete. And keep in Climb mind that because we were down. playing it, like, legitimately, right. um, although we tried to preserve lives between worlds, we... Largely weren't successful. Yeah. <laughs> so, like two worlds like in, no we started off with like not full health and zero lives left. So like one death was it. Yeah. Right. That's ooh. Man, yeah. That it was, was hard. It was it was tough, especially because like when the level would place, uh, like the Frogger type obstacles, yeah. I found to be the hardest. And those would almost always be placed like near the end of the level, mm-hmm. so it was pretty frustrating. To and me. over like an arbitrary instant death trap, because there would be yeah. sometimes when you could jump into water and it would trigger a cutscene. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> no, when we the Aztec level is like the first time yeah. water won't kill you, right? And we uh, we ended, that level took like five times as long as it otherwise would. Because like man, like wh- this is the second the second level, so we weren't mm-hmm. using the walkthrough. Right. We were like man, like. 
where's this hourglass piece? And then we eventually were like, yeah, all right, let's just look it down. up. Yeah. And I had been calling it the well of, like, deadly, deadly water. <laughs> <laughs> Jump into the well. <laughs> it turns out it was a life-saving hourglass piece. Yeah. So since my experience with this game ends at that dragon, are all of the future levels, like, as constrained, where you're just in, like, very tight, dungeon-y corridors and rooms? No. Okay. That's good. But I'm confused why... A lot of them it's are not cramped that good, spaces. No, yeah, I mean... <laughs> well, the spaces feel even more cramped because when you walk into a door, the camera angle it frequently gives you is just an overhead shot of yourself. <laughs> and, and you have no idea if a, an enemy's coming or if you're yeah. about to walk out. It would very be frequently yeah, be the case yeah. where you just walk in a room and immediately start shooting because if there was an enemy, it was going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Especially considering ammo is not actually really a constraint. Like, all it does is... Does it do more damage? Yes. Is it, like, it does more damage and travels farther. Okay. It, it's I think the when you get the the power up when you have it full, like the bubbles are homing bubbles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Yes. They travel, but f- they don't they, always work. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a gradient. They yeah. always to the extent that they do travel, they always track enemies. Blue bubbles hardly travel at all. Right. Red bubbles travel the farthest, and also with that, like it does more damage. Right. The bubble gun is weird. It yeah. feels weird. I find it's, it really <laughs> amuses me because uh, I just discovered this when I looked up the information for this game. Uh, Rascal, as we know it in North America, was known as Bubble Gun Kid <laughs> in Japan, which is like, I think they re- they like thought that through because Bubble Gun Kid focuses on like the shittiest aspect of this game, <laughs> which is the terrible weapon that you're given. Whereas in North America they need to focus on the real selling point, which is that the kid's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh just call it rascal. I'm sure that the asshole kid was kicked around <laughs> for a while. <laughs> the gun feels Butch weird in the asshole, asshole kid. <laughs> like not because not just because it's so weak. Not just because it has all the effect of actually shooting a gun that fires bubbles and things that are <laughs> It does feel like a bubble gun. Right. Yeah. And the, the other reason that it feels that way is because when you hit things with things, there's nothing no happens. Yeah, there's no <laughs> Until they're dead. You can't tell if they're taking damage. That's nope. why I asked you if, like, how do I beat the dragon? I thought shooting it did nothing. Just right. stone nothing no matter what I yeah. did. The, the dragon will at least, like, flash red when you hit it, right? But, like, not really. Well, like, a, it's a like veteran. It looks like it could just be, like, a graphical error. A, vet- <laughs> a veteran rascal player can tell you that the way you can tell if you're doing damage is that tiny orange bubbles will cascade off of the enemy when they're being hit. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. 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 But we didn't learn that until like hour eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's there only one bubbles. veteran rascal player on the planet and he broke that walkthrough. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, send, send, send us an email. We'll send you a good job. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, can we... Is there... Was there a track that we were on that we could return to? <laughs> we were was, talking about the first level. Yeah. And then um, we talked about all the other levels. <laughs> 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 well, anyway, uh, I got, I've got more on the dungeon, which is, you said earlier that you thought the dungeon was the high point of this game, which, again, it rel- relative, <laughs> relative. Yeah, yeah, it's all relative. But it, I, I, I didn't reflect on it that much. <laughs> there's no reflection going on here at all. But, like, it's the reason I asked if, if the remainder of the game was in these constrained corridors is because it works so poorly with both the camera and the movement system that I couldn't imagine that, that could possibly be best if you're like both incapable of moving and seeing things in front of you. No, that's right. always true, even if oh, you're yeah. outside. Dude, the game really opens up when you realize that you can press L2 to center the camera. And it also makes you press L2 a lot and it just not work sometimes. <laughs> Did you figure out that you can press L1 to like use an air brake? 
<laughs> oh yeah, the air brake. I could not imagine playing what? this game. No, without the game the is unplayable break. without it. Uh, if you press L one, you like stop on a dime. What? We, we didn't yes. Know that. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, because and it's the reason we should say it's a problem is that it you, no rascal's normal movements are like you jump and land and then walk three feet in a random yeah. direction. I have a note here that literally says you control like a jumping tank on roller skates. <laughs> that's that's yeah, yeah. exactly true. Yeah, Dude, but that tank has a break. The break. Yeah. I thought about this for so long because we always had these conversations about the game when we were playing through or described the movement was like it's like tank controls but when you turn you also move a yeah, little bit. Like, yeah. When you turn left and right you just move <laughs> and land. I realize why this is the case. Drift is perfect. Perfect, because they're car controls. They're like PS1 era moving around an actual vehicle. Right, they just mapped the, like, accelerate button to the D-pad, like, so that when you go to move, you also will propel yourself forward a little bit. Right, like, the turn makes sense if you think about the rascal as if he is a car, because you have to, like, the way the wheels work, you always have to turn and you always move a little bit forward. You can't just spin on a dime when you're a four-wheeled vehicle. Right, um... I feel like in the something in the first level that really illustrates how challenging the controls are because only because of how poorly they've been made. I really hope it is the thing is, that I was about to say. Is um, it's very innocuous, so probably not. It might be, but it's the little like curved bridges. Yes, <laughs> like like that should be literally challengeless. Like yeah. on on a zero to ten scale, that's like a zero or maybe a one. Like I'm you, so it, like, excited that you like also yeah. like like map that out. If, like, but with the rascal controls, like you. You start at the bridge and you literally have to take a second and like think you about to, how you're gonna get you to the other to, side. You have to like hit like up. You have left, to kind of like left, zigzag your way, especially yeah. given that up the left. camera is looking at you <laughs> yeah. and you can't yeah. see the bridge in front of you to know yeah. how much it's curving. Um, that's, no, like because that's the thing. That is a thing that shows up at the end of the castle level. Like, it is a prescribed challenge. They knew that the controls were so bad <laughs> that a way to make a difficult challenge for the player Move is a little bit put a curved pathway. <laughs> <laughs> like, if at, at some point your level designers are like, I think the best way to challenge the player here is to make them go in, like, at an ellipse. <laughs> Basic movement on a level plane. <laughs> You should rethink how your game is designed. <laughs> and that's level one. <laughs> Presumably the first level they made. Yeah. Although, interestingly, that movement pattern doesn't really recur in the game. Yeah. No. Now, yeah, that's like an interesting point and something that really like stuck out to me about this game. Is like, I can't believe this made it to like a finished product. Like, this seems like so problematic and just like poorly designed that like I can't believe it wasn't canceled. Oh yeah, I want to. Okay, I might want to push back on that slightly. So I don't want to be like I'm not a rascal apologist, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> even though it was all your ideas. But this and I'm actually not even sure that I believe this to be true. But I wanted to talk about it. Okay, mm-hmm. like granted, all the problems the game has, we haven't even talked about them all yet. It's not a well designed game, and it is bad. Let's start from that. Yes, but like. From, like, a quality control perspective, I'm not sure that this game is, like, that flawed. Like, uh, the problems in the game are, like, in concept and design. Execution... You know, like, the most important (laughs) things in a video (laughs) game. I agree. Uh, I'm not an apologist. If I was an apologist, I would argue with that. Um, But from, like, an execution standpoint, 
it's not a game that has like a ton of glitches or like a ton okay. of like errors. Except for the fact um, that well, he clipped through the boss fight once, but like <laughs> just running like, but it fell was, into nothing. It was a PlayStation One game, like that wasn't that uncommon in that era, even right, for right. like well-made games. Right. So I like yeah. I don't think the, I don't think I think what you said about the game being canceled w- it would be more believable if like it was just so poorly executed, like the coding was so bad right. that it was like borderline unplayable. Right. But like, I don't think that that's true. But like, when it's you borderline sit, unplayable right. for other reasons. True. Like, <laughs> when you sit and you think about it, though, like if I hadn't bet you that you couldn't beat it, <laughs> you probably would have played it as much as we did. Like, I bet most people, like ninety-five percent of people who put this in, won't beat the first level. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's there's like a whole. Like cottage industry of awful games that are still being produced now, <laughs> that just people just make games and release them and just like hoping people will buy them. Like they're just like they're just like so low effort and low cost to produce uh, that there are companies that just churn out these terrible games. It just it, because it makes money over time, like but, e, like Madden. But, but this could. <laughs> I don't this think that's what it was at the time. Though. Yeah, yeah, and this game couldn't possibly have been that low cost. They they hired the Jim Henson the company that is a good <laughs> to design point, yeah. The, yeah. the character. Yeah, for I mean, I, I really don't think that that's. Again, I don't think that's what's going on here. Like, I think this was just like a really poorly designed game, <laughs> yeah. not like a poorly made. Game. I just I can't believe that. Like, I guess it's mildly poorly made. I mean, you talk about like just the keep hit. in mind it's nineteen ninety eight. Like, yeah, but look at the other games that have Spyro. Dragon. I mean, what? That's what true. Is, I did. I did look up a list of contemporaries for this game to like put it in context. Yeah, this is like two they don't years after these, Mario sixty four. They don't yeah. have these god awful like the the small like what what part of a platform are you going to jump onto and land on, and what part is your head just going to go oh, through yeah. for no reason? Yeah, yeah. Think <laughs> like, like those just like platforms that's that are like the stairs. platforms in yeah. the platformer. Like, there are ones that yeah, like you just slide off and jump through for no reason. I'm actually I'm really curious because. Uh, uh, obviously, since this game has a uh, an option to configure the analog stick right. to be used, it, it was a game that assumed that the analog stick existed for when yeah. it was released, right. but it wasn't assumed that you would have it. Right. So this is before like the PlayStation controller with analog actually was like a standard thing. Mm-hmm. How did like Spyro the Dragon control? Like God, I don't remember. Like uh, presumably with the D-pad, and you just use it by um, sliding your thumb around. It had an analog stick, I think. Spyro didn't come out till like '99, I don't think. Uh, Metal Gear Solid was. No, Spyro was '98. I only know that because I looked up this list. (laughs) Okay. Metal Gear Solid is like one of the best examples of tank controls being like an actually good game. It's like that and like the original Resident Evil. But even then, you had there was directional movement. (laughs) Yes, because Metal Gear Solid was not tank controls. Metal Gear Solid had angular movement. That you could do, uh, or at least uh, the very least, not tank controls in like the strictest sense, because mm-hmm. they had a fixed camera as well. So for a lot of it, um, but basically the question is like that was just a decision that they made was to make the controls the way that they did, and that is kind of the question I have about why. Because <laughs> they had okay. to have played other games. So, <laughs> the, the one thing that came to my mind as, like, a comparison point was Croc. I don't know right, how yeah. popular Croc was, or, like, what percentage of people played it. I, I hate say platformers. I people are aware of it. And I know what Croc is. Yeah, so, yeah. like, Croc <laughs> controlled 
in my memory the same way, and he was also floaty and drifted. But, like, they designed the game around that, where there's, like, big, wide paths and open levels. Oh, not tiny little little yeah, paths not tiny that little... are floating on yes. deadly water. And, like, I used, very I used to think that water. was, like, a great example of, like, a poorly designed early 3D platformer. That game just, like, reeks of effort <laughs> compared to Rascal. Like, that game looks so much better by comparison. <laughs> I love the idea that effort is a smell and that bad things don't smell. <laughs> In comparison. <laughs> Rascal has no scent. Oh, man. I think uh, we should take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about all the things that we liked about this game. <laughs> uh, so thank you for listening. To <laughs> we can actually take a break. Yeah, yeah, I think we should. Okay. I'm just gonna roll with it. So, <laughs> wait. Actually, do your do your thing. That's gonna all get cut. No, it's staying in. <laughs> Even the part where I said it's going to get cut? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's all staying in. That would be something you guys would do. Yes. <laughs> so, my first moments with this game. Like, because Chad gave me the disc, and I just, like, booted it up to see if it worked or not. But we paid one cent for it on the internet. <laughs> Turns out it was pornography. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, it did. But, so, I turned it on, and, like, I went into the first level, and... I, I, like, the enemies spawn out of bubbles. Like, some of them do. They burst into existence. Yes, they just spontaneously, like, just pop into existence. And then, like, so, and this game has tank controls. So, like, I just got, like, attacked blindly from behind (laughs) by, like, some rats. And, like, I killed them and didn't realize they would just spawn immediately again. (laughs) And, like, got killed in the first room. (laughs) By rats, <laughs> because the controls and the camera are so bad, and the enemies, like, just respawn immediately yeah. after they're dead. Yeah. And it's like, you, you get, like, the enemies just charge you, and since it's tank controls, it's hard to back up and shoot them with a gun. Yeah. Did, you, did you learn about the um, jump stomp? Yes. Yeah. I, did, I did realize you could jump on the enemies, but I still... Yeah, the stuff is just... What, it's really critically is important way better than shooting. Yeah, because even though there's no like real z-axis aiming involved, you, like you can shoot the rat even if the bubble looks as though it's going to go over top of it. Mm-hmm. Actually, aiming at something that is that small and moving that quickly is impossible given the controls that you have. <laughs> and so it's just way easier to let it come toward you and then just double tab X to stomp them. That's and why the bats are probably the hardest enemy in the yeah. game. They are like literally any of the unhittable. flying ones. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, those like the bubble enemies are probably among my might be my least favorite feature of the game. Um, they seem completely gratuitous. Mm. Uh, they don't add anything interesting or like even really challenging in like a meaningful way. They're just annoying, uh, and they really highlight how poor the both the controls and camera are. Because you like what happened to Andy, you just frequently get hit for no seemingly no reason. Yeah, from stuff that comes uh, at you from off camera, and and it's partly because of the way that they spawn. It's not like they're just like these little like extra enemies in the room, which would be one thing. Like 
the I don't know how the algorithm works that chooses when and where to spawn them, but like hilariously, you'll just be like walking across the room and hear like a pop sound because like the <laughs> computer was trying to spawn one where you were walking and it just gets killed immediately. And like not infrequently, you'll be unlucky enough to be in like that sweet spot where it just spawns it right before you get there, so that you can just walk into it and take damage. Yep. And it seems totally arbitrary as to like what will actually deal damage to you and what won't, because like we, we we spoke already that like. Like occasionally you can dive into water and swim around and other times it's just an immediate loss of life. But there are also just like things on the ground that hurt you for no reason. Where in the beginning of the game it made sense to some extent because there'd be like fire that yeah. was just there. The flaming pots. Yeah, so it makes sense that that would hurt you. It doesn't make sense that it's there, but it makes sense that it hurts you. And you have to kind of jump to get to it. So it's like a punishment for playing the game. <laughs> uh, where is there an obstacle? Because at no point do you need to jump anywhere near them. But, but then later, like, Andy died to a flower on the ground. Like, he wasn't moving. There was no indication that it was anything other than scenery. But it dealt damage to him. And it just, it's baffling. Yeah, I, rem- I remember that flower. <laughs> it was uh, it's a, it's on the Aztec level or the lumber yard. The lumber yard. When you have to jump across the river. Oh my god, that river. Where, like, you have to. So okay, this it might be the most challenging yeah, thing. In the this game. is another problem with the game that I can't believe it hasn't come up yet. Um, oh. Is the lighting. Oh, yes. Sorry, this game is at times so dark <laughs> that you can't see anything that like you need to see. And this river is one of them. It's like a river of black sludge <laughs> where you you have to jump on like one little round log. And then, but to get to that, you have to jump on a floating log that, like, passes by. It's, like, one of the Frogger challenges. almost impossible yeah. to see. So it's so dark that you can't see it coming. There's, like, a tiny window where you can get it. And then there's, like, a middle section where there should have been a third log, and there just wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so you had to lose health to get yeah, across no the river. And because Steven and I were playing it, like, normally... This was one of the times where we had, like, zero lives and no health. And so, like, I the first time I went to go across that river, I remember, like, walking up and be like, all right, let me back up. Because I backed up, like, even though running starts don't do anything. Um, it's just a mental thing. Well, that's not entirely true. Uh, we During uh, a particular platforming challenge on level, it was in the Aztec level where you have to, like, pull one switch to, like, extend some platforms so you can get up the wall. Uh-huh. It was just a sheer wall with platforms on there. Like, we need to do a platforming challenge. How about the most literal platforming <laughs> challenge imaginable? Uh, there was a point where, like, if you just tried to walk and jump to it, you couldn't make it. But if you backed up, and I don't think it's because the game has, like, preserved momentum or something. Yeah. Like, a game with thought put into it. <laughs> might. The game just, like, you just need time for the game to register that you're moving forward. <laughs> yeah. um, so so I back up, as, right. as I do, and uh, <laughs> just step on this flower and immediately die. We had no, <laughs> we had no health. And it was like, it was that was like such a, a, a classic, like, rascal moment. Or yeah. like, just classic meaningless rascal. death that will result in, like, really frustrating repetition of stuff we've already done. Yeah, because you got to go way back. I mean, yeah. you go back to your bedroom, go load the game, go downstairs, kill that, kill kill that chainsaw, chainsaw guy. Dude. <laughs> uh, jump up the log, suspended logs, press the button. You get back to the river, 
And, okay, don't step on the flower. Now let's focus on how we can't see the logs we have to jump on. And they're moving too fast to time the jumps anyways. So we had to give up and go play a different level so we'd we come did. back with some more health. We, that was one that we had to give up on. That's, uh, yeah. That, that actually raises a pretty good point. I, like, that is a rascal moment. But I'm starting to think that the game, like, I, I think that we've been erroneously referring to the, like, lead character as Rascal. I think he is the bubblegum kid, and the game itself <laughs> is, is the, the Rascal. rascal. <laughs> that seems uh, more literally true. Yeah. yeah. Also, that Chainsaw guy was such an escalation from, like, everything previously seen before <laughs> that I remember being, like, miserably taken off guard when I was, like, <laughs> walked into a room and there was a guy with a chainsaw. <laughs> also, uh, interesting side note, there's an immortal snake in that room. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I ignored all ancillary enemies. It's like, the small enemies never dropped hourglass pieces, so I never bothered with them. Steven, who just generally is more destructive, has more more rage inside of him than I do, like, was trying to stomp it out and got killed, like, twice. Like, the snake just won't take damage. Or attack you. You have to go after the snake. (laughs) It must have been, like, a programming error where they, like, he can't die and he doesn't attack you. Yeah, he just had no damage I think it was supposed to be Quetzalcoatl, the Aztec. Oh, Oh, it's Quetzalcoatl. Um, The rainbow surface. It was the Aztec level, so... Jesus. Talking about the stomp again reminded me. This game, specifically the stomp animation, thinking back on it, really helped me appreciate how much like selling an animation really makes things believable in a way that even when unexamined wouldn't be the case. Because the stomp animation in Rascal really just looks like you were jumping and then like an invisible giant just like works you up from the sides and throws you to the ground. Yeah, you just slide to the ground really fast. Yeah, a great comparison point is like in... Um, in Jack and Daxter, one of your like primary modes of attack in that game is the is the ground pound, during which you like sort of do a flip and dive straight down, like you completely change your angle and go down from like head first. Yeah. Whereas in Rascal, you just sort of alter the effects of gravity. <laughs> yeah, it's just your regular jump, but they just speed up. You come your down. descent. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they just did not give a shit with at all like about that. a half-ass sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my rendition of the sound effect. <laughs> so, um, one one of probably the worst aspects of this game that we've discussed uh, is the fact that you have to spend so much time in each level trying to locate each hourglass piece. Yeah. Now, while containing no information. <laughs> <laughs> That would actually aid you in that. <laughs> the game does include a map, which I'm just gonna like upload this this sc- screenshot, this iPhone photo that I took, uh, and put it in the show notes so the people listening to this can really experience it. Good. good. The, the map in this game is so trash. Like it is one of the worst maps I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like trying to do that like. Uh, like Doom or like Metroid Prime 3D map thing, right? And it, but it ends up looking like an IKEA like instruction manual, but like drawn by a child. Yeah, like, like yeah. I was looking at it, and I was like, I'm not sure if this map of Castle Past is showing me that I need that I can like 
go down from the right grain silo, <laughs> or if it's showing me that I need to like insert part A into <laughs> slot B to build a nightstand. Like, I at such a loss. Yeah, like if you know if you haven't played the game and are listening to this for lols or whatever, <laughs> like Google image the maps in this game. Pro- nothing will probably come up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so once you fail to do that, look at the show notes. Right, right, Chad right. Well, hopefully we'll have posted the screenshot. Yeah, but you have to do it all in that order. Yeah. <laughs> it really... Please do that. It really is just like... Like, if you reached in to the trash can of, like, a fourth grade child who's, like, interested in video games and, like, trying to create shit, you, you, there's, like, a relatively high chance you could pull out of that trash, like, a relatively accurate rendition of the map from Rascal. It's just supposed to be, like, a piece it of does, graph paper. It does look like a child was, like, pretending to create a video game level, and yeah. it's like, here's the map. Well, there's even, like, in the in the lower right corner, next to this, like impressive, nicely shaded doodle of, like, a, of a, of a knight's helmet. There's a, there's a fucking pencil. Like, it's, like, literally, like Rasko drew, drew this map. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, a photorealistic pencil, too. <laughs> that's, a, that's, it really is. It's probably just fucking clip art or something. Yeah, it, but, yeah, it's not like a 3D model. They probably actually photographed yeah, a pencil. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a photo of a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a clip art. This is some nice character development for the rascal, and then it suggests that he has this, well, like... he's got this artistic side. Yeah, he's got this yeah. incredible <laughs> memory for space, and then he can just draw... Like, <laughs> he just, like, sketches out a perfect 3D map of an area. <laughs> the greatest architects in the world cannot even dream to come up with, like, be able to that accurately represent 3D space. Oh, this, this is a complete aside. But <laughs> I'm gonna ignore that. Um, this is a complete aside, but it I, this just re- occurred to me that did you know that in the story of this game, complicated as it is, um, Rath- Rascal's dad works for NATO. <laughs> like he's, he's like the official NATO scientist, and he's building like a t- the time travel machine for NATO. What <laughs> yeah, what purpose does NATO I, have for? I mean, it seems like NATO would want a time. Like, well, but that's, that's arbitrary. That's like saying I, I imagine NATO likes food and air. Like anyone would want yeah, a time I, machine. I, I don't know yeah. if, like, Cronon is, like, anti-NATO, if they yeah. have, like, similar was, objectives. Was NATO, Probably like, not. super topical in the 90s? Is I mean, like... Uh, why does Desert it, Storm? Yeah, uh, like why does NATO so want weird. the time machine <laughs> more? Do you why know are they what, to fund it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what, like, Cronon is... Like, what's is, his motivation? Like, he's a mix between Galactus and Jafar from Aladdin. <laughs> and he... He's it. He's already a god, I think, but wants to become even more godly by being able to control time, despite being named Cronon and already having time powers. <laughs> yeah, like, what, like, like he can already time travel. I don't know why he needs. Maybe NATO is gonna go after him. He's the next enough. Oh yeah. <laughs> he had to get the time machine out of NATO's hands so that they would not be able to oppose him across the time. I, I think that that's... Yeah, like he he was. Being a time lord, uh, Kronon, like, was, like, only aware of, like, Earth's history as, like, a whole, and so, like, NATO to him sounded like an ancient, like, Greek hero, (laughs) (laughs) and so he rose up to oppose him, but it turned out to be a trade organization. (laughs) (laughs) 
so like had that weird expression on his face in the cutscene when he came to steal the dead he'd be like you're NATO just... yeah you don't see like, like a like a ripped dude with yeah. a sword nothing's glistening on you as long as we're talking about Cronon because <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about him uh, yeah I mean that's it, fair it, can you, like just put yourself in his shoes uh no and how, su- how surprised he must he. be god that he is <laughs> To have been like ultimately foiled by a rascal, like well, this child who has gun. no powers or anything and just a bubble. Gun. We've established yeah. he can manipulate gravity. That's, that's <laughs> true. That is a power. That's what the blob does. And he might secretly be a car. So I want to. I really want to make he sure might he can be a car. car. That's true. <laughs> uh, I mean, they did like the the developers of this game did make it like a Herculean effort yeah. to be able to beat the game. So, I mean, it could be realistically challenging. Yeah. yeah. That being said, for being uh, like a god himself, uh, Kron's boss fight is uh, he throws five fireballs at you and some dreidels, and then and some dreidels, <laughs> and then waits. But either that or. Uh, Beyblades? It's unclear. Yeah. There's, there's sundials. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they t- ambiguous. Uh, reasonable people can disagree. They're either dreidels, sundials, or Beyblades. Why did they let it, but the main thing is he has to put his shield down to throw it. And right. he just waits for you to shoot him before. Where he puts the shield back up. No, right. Shout out to Beyblades. <laughs> Why didn't they make a Beyblade that was a sundial? It been, I guess it would be unbalanced. Yeah, that is, I guess Paul's <laughs> calls it. That's, that's probably why they, uh, <laughs> the toy, probably why they did The toy relies entirely they on They would just balance. ruin the metagame so. of Beyblade. They just take a Beyblade and, like, put the little, like, zip tie thing into it. <laughs> just a literal sundial. Um, but if, if we're going to talk about the bosses, actually, I wanted to interject with something else. Because um, it, well, ma- it just makes yeah. sense to me to talk about the boss at the end. So I wanted to talk about the um, skateboarding half-pipe. Oh, yeah, challenges. Yeah. So, I shout out to IGN again. Um, <laughs> IGN thought that the only redeemable part of this game was the like surf challenges. I thought that they were probably one of the worst parts of this they, game. I we hated agree. them so much. I watched a video of it. It looked like from the recordings that they kept putting obstacles like directly around corners and yes. you travel the corners faster yes. than your they, camera. They All were... of the corners were blind corners. So yeah, they, <laughs> they, they, they definitely varied in difficulty, time. but they were almost universally like a total crapshoot. <laughs> and because we were going in with like zero lives, it was like the worst part. It was the one part of the stage. Where like, you couldn't, like, with really good planning, like, give yourself a good shot. Yeah. It was just like, all right, I'll close my eyes and hope I make it through this time. Yeah, the yeah. one in this Atlantis level yeah. was the worst because it was so dark. It, it was so dark that we had to, yeah. the way that we beat it was we played it again and again. And memorized Just memorizing it. where we yeah. got hurt. Right, left, right, and right, middle, And then I just right, went through it, st- and Steven just, like, <laughs> called out directions. And we made he was it. in the dark entirely, just moving. Yeah, it, it was so frustrating. Yeah, the only yeah. thing you could see was when the rock hit you, you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. So you, you just had to die, probably. Again. There was, like, a heart that you yeah. couldn't reach. Like, even, like... Tom, you, like you. This is, that's just a thing this game did. It would be, like... Put a power up over a pit, and yeah. you couldn't get it at all. <laughs> so, like, for example, in Castle Past, there's a like a heart that's 
just off the side of a platform that you can only get to by getting to that platform. So it's at the top of one of the grain silos. Okay. And if you jump, you go into the grain silo, which then means that to get that, like, quarter of a heart of health, you have to then redo, like, eight consecutive rooms to get back to where you were. Also, there's no knowing how much life that heart is going to give. Yeah, it, it's completely <laughs> arbitrary. Sometimes it goes you half. It's not like noticeable at all, or it almost refills it sometimes. You have no idea. It yeah. could come from a rat that you kill, a tiny little heart pops up, and like, oh, full health. <laughs> I'll tell the rats randomly drop poison. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, as oh, if they're yeah. not annoying enough. <laughs> It took me, like, it was, uh, I managed to finagle the camera in such a way to get a close-up of the icon, because, like, we had no idea that that was happening at all, and <laughs> just, like, I happened to zoom in, and it was like, oh. Is this Skull and Crossbones? Yeah, it's poison. <laughs> <laughs> but no, on the, uh, the, the skateboarding challenges, the sliding bits, uh, I remember, like, seeing it the first time, and being like, this seems fun in comparison to the unfun mess that the rest of the game is. Uh, and then I played one. <laughs> and it is not fun at all. No. And in fact is even less like interesting than it initially seems. Because when you look at it, you think like, oh, like you're done like with momentum, you're like sliding left and right. It's literally just like a toggle between yes, three areas. <laughs> Yeah, it's liter they're literally just put there to do chip damage to you. Like yeah. you cannot avoid all damage on those slides. Oh, no. Yeah, it would just be literally just complete random chance. Yeah. If you're able to avoid All of them were. The only one that was that you could actually go through without taking damage, at least without like a ton of effort, was the mineshaft one. Because mm -hmm. it was the shortest, had the fewest obstacles, and like the the least blind corners. Yeah, and all the obstacles were on the side, so if you just stayed in the middle, yeah, you wouldn't There was get only there. like one in the middle, so yeah. you could stay in the middle like the whole time. And just, just so if you literally hit. didn't press a button, it's yeah. like the most successful that, route. That's how I got yeah. through one of them, because I literally, like my guessing had been hurting me more than just like, right, just, just eat all through. the ones in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's only three, so I'll survive. <laughs> but you're better off doing that than running into eight of them on your way that's down. That's true. Why does this game have the design sensibility of like a classic arcade game in 1998? Right. Oh, or like a modern free-to-play game. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. speaking of arcade sensibilities, um, and you guys have talked about this in like prior casts and something Andrew and I like talked about um, briefly last night. I don't understand why this game has a life system. And I really want to know, I, I, I sincerely think that it has got to be more than just arcade games had lives... And so this game should have lives. Like, right. these are, like, ad adults, and it's their job to design <laughs> games. Like, the, the surely games. they're not just, like, Neanderthals who are like, all games before this had this, so therefore all games in the future must well, also have uh, this. We initially, when we talked about this, God, I think it was Super Mario Sunshine. Oh, I don't remember. Probably. Yeah, I, probably. I believe it's when we talked about this originally, and we brought up the arcade comparison. That, I believe, is just the beginning of the trend in console games, but it, it had just become like a a standard. Like if you build if you're making a platformer you got a live system. Like it's just there wasn't an example that that wasn't true for. It's it was as ubiquitous with the platformer as jumping was. I also think that in suggesting that like they're Neanderthals for that <laughs> like realizing the unnecessary nature of the live system in so many modern games sort of takes for granted that 
it's not really anyone's job, especially in the olden days, to be just the designer. Like, even in the modern days, the number of people who are employed to make video games that are video game designers is such a small percentage overall of the number of people who work on games. And there are games that get produced even to success that don't have, like, dedicated designers. The problem and the reason that, that games like this get created is because everyone's job is a subsection of the game. It's to do, like, one little thing, to design one little part. And no one talks to each other if you don't have the proper sort of structure is built into the organization. And everyone thinks that it's all just going to work up to this fine hole that they're imagining in their head because they don't see what anyone else is doing. And it turns out that everyone in Rascal's Chase was doing poorly. <laughs> <sighs> so that was an aside. Well, we also yeah. played most of the game with no lives. That's just fair. Yeah, so lives are really not even necessary. Except yeah. for to avoid the just irritation of restarting. <laughs> Yeah, their job was to make a game. And I guess this is as good a thing as any uh, to lead into what my biggest takeaway from Rascal was, which is that I think this is one of the best examples of a game that was designed exactly in the like Neanderthal fashion you're making fun of, which is just like paint by numbers, video games have this, so we're going to have this to try and be appealing to people with games without considering not only the implications of that, which happens all the time in games, but not even like knowing enough about games to understand the reason those things exist. Like, oh, like we need a- puzzles. Yeah, <laughs> like the puzzles with the switches where you're like, oh, we really need switches and rooms that open doors, but we don't really <laughs> conceptualize that this is supposed to be a thing that we're thinking about when you work through them. We have, we have to have some kind of, like, dragon boss who's here, but there's no actual reason to defeat him. <laughs> you don't gain anything for doing so, and he doesn't stand in your way in any meaningful sense, and he's not challenging to your skills or fun to work through. It's like every single function of this game was something that I can imagine a marketing team being like, yeah, that's something that is generally popular within this demographic, let's implement that. And they didn't build a game, they just built like a list of scenery, which is why I imagine that the one thing that they put money into into this project was to make it like look relatively good for the time. Right. Because that's all they had in mind. They were like, oh, we need like Mayans and like a cool Atlantis place and some knights and dragons. And Well, that's the thing is like, they didn't even necessarily have... Like, the idea of, like, oh, we want to include these locations. They're all just the standard fucking locations from from shitty video games forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, every video game in the, like, SNES 2 PlayStation 2 era had a fucking western zone <laughs> and a space zone and all, of, and all this garbage. And, like, I'm amazed there wasn't, like, a dinosaur zone. In this game, well, you do fight a dinosaur. You do fight one dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dinosaur out of time, yeah. but you never went to like you know the Cretaceous period. No lava level either. That's true. There was lava. There was lava. There was lava. There, was but there lava wasn't like level. a full lava level. You guys are not being fair to Raz. Like, <laughs> there was a dinosaur and lava. There was a yeah. They met the pointless expectations way more than you're giving them credit for. <laughs> I dare you to name something that wasn't in Ransom. <laughs> that would be difficult to do. It's like a cornucopia of just, like, bullshit <laughs> video game tropes. All right, um, do you want to talk about bosses? Yeah, sure, let's talk about bosses. 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 Um, they're All right, good talk. <laughs> they weren't good. No. <laughs> um, not one of them was good. I tend to think that they were worse than the actual, like, platforming worlds. Which is pretty, to, yeah. It's pretty disappointing. 
to get to the stage of the game where you go into outer space for some reason, and then you find out that you're done with platforming levels, and all you get to do is fight five random three callbacks and two complete randoms. What are the randoms? I need to know. Okay, I don't even so know how to describe how you fight. Okay. Um, so fight the dragon. Yeah, you fight the dragon, although he, he looks a little different. He's, like, smaller. And he can fly. He fly. He, tra- yeah. he also tracks your movements perfectly. <laughs> I thought, like, like, the game was broken when I first got in, because, like, I started running immediately, like, waiting to find him. I mean, to And be then notice how the a corner of my eye that, like, his snout was just, like, perfectly <laughs> mirroring when I was But don't going. worry, he won't attack you if you keep yeah, moving. That's, we'll get to that in a second, but... So you fight the dragon, you fight um, this Mayan lord who isn't a callback. Oh, nice. Uh, you, fight, you fight just a random cowboy from the western world. You fight a Blastoise dragon that's not a callback. <laughs> yeah. Just um, random blue and, uh, turtle. It's, yeah, it's just straight up a turtle. It's not yeah. a dragon yeah. in any way. Uh, it's well, you said it was Maybe it's like one of those like, the Eastern Delphinus dragons ones. or whatever. The, 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 like the, like oh, yeah, Delphinus, the, uh, the merman yeah. um, uh, from Atlantis. And uh, you fight all those, and then you go fight um, Cronon for, like, the eighth time. Yeah, because yeah. you fight him after every world. And this time he throws everything at you. The dreidels, the hourglasses, <laughs> the sundials, the, the fire. Blades, you can and the still fire. beat him by just walking and, in a circle. Well, yeah, but there's no hearts to help get any life back. There's no guns, so whatever, you're coming in... After fighting the other five bosses, right. you get no chance to reach no lives and no health. And, and the other five bosses also don't include any power ups in their sense. So you go fight five bosses in a row. They're all super weak and easy to beat in general. Well, but sort of. Well, but you're going to take some damage. Yeah. And you're go then you use up all your bubble guns, so you're down to the blue. Right, because there's no way for you to turn off your gun power ups. Yeah. Right. You're just yeah. mandatory. You have no gun power up because you have to use all of your yes. incredibly weak bullets. Yeah. So you're down to blue. <laughs> With little health, and then you fight Cronon on a small platform that you can just run off for no reason. <laughs> and there are no power-ups at all. He's just throwing shit at you. So, I mean, it's just an exercise in patience, more than anything else. Yeah. If you are willing to walk around him for long enough for his shit to stop flying at you, <laughs> and his, then you shoot him once, that's the only time you get one shot in, and you just run around again. Although sometimes, for no reason, the hourglass yes. will hit you. Yeah. yeah, I did beat the final boss, but to be fair to you guys, <laughs> I warped directly into his boss chamber with full health and ammo, Yeah, and yeah. just killed him pretty effortlessly. <laughs> so it did involve a lot of we, just walking Our whole the- experience, and Andrew was witness to this, our whole yes. experience with the uh, like final boss sequence was fairly entertaining slash yeah. frustrating, because um, first you have to go through the ghost platform, which... For me, we're like a normal, like I could do easily, Stephen. Uh, for the, for some reason, he, like the same way he struggled with a waterfall, just couldn't do it. Um, but my biggest problem was the like to get to each of the five bosses, you have to just go across a very simple and straightforward platforming. Like you jump straight ahead from large platform to large platform till you jump into like the boss window. Um, I struggled with that. Immensely, <laughs> hilarious. Because it's um, a space like black background, yeah, swirl like, with like galaxy galaxies swirls and like or the platforms. I yeah. got in my own head and like started jumping really early, <laughs> just falling and into the, the test. Like I'm not exaggerating. I don't know how many times I did it, like total, no, but I, I jumped. I jumped 
early enough that I just missed the platform completely in the double digit. Like, oh yeah, I'd say like it's probably twelve. <laughs> and then, uh, well, then I took it from him to show him how. Steve was done. making fun of me, and then he just walked straight <laughs> off the platform. It was too dark times. to tell, and I and I didn't jump in time and just walked straight off into space. <laughs> the best part was you defeat four bosses and you're on the fifth one with the most like health good that we had. It's like you're on a roll, jump, jump. Jump, fall off. <laughs> yeah. And so, Start over. But so, so these bosses are, like, truly horrific. Um, it's all the same arena with, like, some It's the same arena. Ranges. Like, they vary between, like, so buggy that you can kill them effortlessly. So the, the as I've I'd been say... calling it, the Blastoise Dragon. Yeah. Slash the Blue Turtle. Right. Um, literally never attacked me. If you just spawn and run to a column... He will just like line up for you to murder. Okay. Um, <laughs> he gets caught on the column. The walkthrough guy, who I, I hope is listening at this point, yeah. Yeah. Um, like said that was the hardest boss. I guess he never tried the column <laughs> murder technique. Um, the green dragon. The green dragon also the did that like nine times out of ten. Yeah. Every now and then it would attack you. It would, like throw a um, slow moving fireball. But then Cepheus. Or whatever his no name penis. was. No, no penis. The, uh, the Mr. Clean... Uh, the Mr. Clean Merman. Merman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, was like probably the best designed of them because you could you could kill him if you did it just right. Otherwise, he would attack you with his like spitting suns at you, yeah. which all the bosses yeah. did except the cowboy. That makes um, sense. And, and so the sun-spitting bosses, the problem was... So you shoot them, they do their little boss movements, and then when they got to, like, their sequence of shooting, if you, like, ran to dodge, they would just stop immediately until you stopped again. And so with those bosses, the ones that would attack you, as far as I could tell, there was no way to not take damage. Because if you tried to dodge, they would stop and wait for you to stop dodging. <laughs> and once they started shooting, they were, like, instant, immediate damage that right. you could not jump and avoid in any way. Yeah, but the cowboy was hit. And the cowboy, cowboy was, was like, like a, its own version yeah. of hell. Like, it was yeah, you were going up against a, like a McCree with <laughs> and so, so the so the way I fought the cowboy was I spawned, <laughs> stood still, and shot him until he died and took damage twice. Yeah, that, there was no optimal that was the optimal way to do it. If you tried to dodge him, you wouldn't do enough damage to him, you would just get hit in the meantime. Yeah, yeah. given that when you get hit you start to flash and don't take damage while yeah. you're flashing. So oh, that that's enough time to kill the boss. Yeah. Yeah. In every case, they hit you once. And you yeah, Delphinus, Del 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 I would take one hit and kill him. The cowboy, I'd take two. And then I wouldn't take damage on the dragons. And I would take damage from the Tiki Man. Right. And so I would usually... On a, my best, The best I did was I got him half health and uh, fighting Cronon. Yeah. It still wasn't enough. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you guys got to this point because, I, like, we beat the boss rush, and then I think fell off. When yeah, we died to Cronon. Yeah, and died to Cronon, and then we just warped into Cronon because I, I decided <laughs> yeah. that hardship was not a thing I was willing to put I myself say, yeah. through. I think like. The first attempt at the boss rush, I fell off a galaxy. That second try, did them all, and then died to Cronon, and then you beat Cronon. God. <laughs> I really cannot think of, like, a vaguer concept of a platform, like a more ambiguous image to put in the thing you should land on than a spiral galaxy. It has, like... it. 
has right in the center, so you have one point that you know is safe, but of course it's too far away because of the way the jumps work. And then it gets progressively brighter and like closer to darkness the farther it spreads out. And it's not even a uniform circle. Yeah. It has like other things that come and spread out of it. It's really bad. Like, I remember during the Sly Cooper podcast, I complained about in one of the last levels of the game, it was difficult to tell what you were supposed to jump to. That is like the single greatest platforming moment on the planet in comparison to jumping between galaxies <laughs> on a space background. Because that's just not a thing that you would even think you would be able to do. You guys are being surprisingly charitable to me. I was convinced that I was just like... No, yeah. it's incredibly stupid. And not only that, but like I the mean, first you time were, you walk like, into that Sometimes I would jump so early that I wouldn't even like get off the platform. And very frequently I would jump and they'd be like, oh shit, like hold yeah, on, that was way too early. Thankfully, you could bend the laws of gravity and, and pull back. back. Yeah, you, could jump, yeah. you could jump up and pull back. Yep. So. Although that's not unique to Rascal. That's pretty common in platformers. Yeah. These, uh, but, but no, yeah, when you first walk into that room, what you see are the lights where the doors are. And so, like, I'm pretty sure the first thing we did was just like, oh, and walk straight up. <laughs> right. Without even trying to jump. Because it's not even clear I, I that there I, are platforms. I ran, I ran towards one realized too late that I had to jump and, like, half-acidly jumped halfway into <laughs> <to> space. <laughs> I actually saw a photo of this room, and it reminds me of the kind of room that in a modern video game would be, like, the quiet moment before the final boss. It's right, supposed yeah. to have, like, a moody atmosphere. And oh, not be, moody. like, a stupid platforming. Yeah. The only thing moody was me after falling <laughs> off, like, five times. <laughs> uh. Anything else we wanted to generally shit on? <laughs> <laughs> like, never mind. <laughs> Thanks. I'm pretty sure we I think that pretty well covers it. In yeah. shit. In yeah. shit. The I would say my bottom line of this game is um, I liked it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you call it a rental? I would recommend it to a friend. Um, On okay, honest to God, uh, I don't necessarily. I I. I, I this is not an area that I have a ton of expertise in here, mm -hmm. but I am at least moderately convinced that this could be considered like a the room of games kind of situation, <laughs> where I might recommend it to someone on the pretense that they are just doing it to see how bad a PlayStation 1 game yeah, can yeah. be. If the idea of playing like Superman 64 or Bubsy 3D sounds like a good time to you, the, play ra Rascal. Yeah, add Rascal to your list of god-awful games that you play. And one good thing you could say is, and this we mentioned this earlier in the first half, like, despite being a horribly designed game... <laughs> It's not like a horribly made game in the sense that like you're just it's gonna like crash no, or just right, like yeah. you're gonna like randomly clip through everything. You will be capable. You can play it <laughs> of playing this game and just marveling at how which is really nonsensical. Yeah, which is essential, I think, to playing yeah. a bad game and laughing at it. I'm yeah. glad that you made this Superman '64 comparison because Rascal really does fall within like the range of historical games that are like as bad as they can be while still technically being games. <laughs> So it's there is a game there. It's not like a big rigs over the road situation. So, so it's not quite. It's not. It doesn't. It's still above mountain. Yeah, yeah because yes. it is a game. Yeah. It's a deep cut reference. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to. We'll, we'll have. Yeah, the creator of Mountain is listening, or anyone that oh, likes Mountain is listening. We'll send you a bad. Fuck job, you dude. for dude. just making a screensaver dude. and acting like it's anything more dude. than a screensaver. Dude. 
We should do a bonus episode on that. Let's, let's do it right now. Mountain is in a game with a screensaver. <laughs> what else right, is there to done, say? Done. <laughs> it dresses it up by asking you stupid questions. I like that you, All right, like, you, phrased, <laughs> you phrased it in the form of like, uh, I thought you were going to begin a limerick. Like you were like, Mountain is in a game, it's a screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> Who dreamed it was eating a chew. <laughs> uh, Thank you for listening to Noclip this week. What are we talking about next time? Uh, next time, we're going to be talking about... We're just calling it Rhythm Games with Peripherals. <laughs> so, Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Right, the those series, uh, respectively. We're not probably going to like go full deep into like Rock Band... Uh, the Lego rock band or like no DJ hero? band hero. I've played all of literally all of these games. <laughs> I own there's a DJ hero controller right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, it sure is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I could, but I don't necessarily want to ma- like sit down and be like, all right, guys, you have to play a couple of songs from uh, like Aerosmith guitar hero. <laughs> We should actually like get together and like play a rock band together. At yeah, least once. I agree. With, I agree with that. I think that myself and probably all of our listeners assumed that we would do that. Yeah, right. but not, I'll play it independently by myself. <laughs> yeah. We could. Yeah. I just really wanted the excuse to play DJ Hero since I never did. I wanted uh, to pretend you to be can, a DJ it's robot. actually. I'm sure that it's just like the other games where it the least has likely a learning to be a DJ. Anyone you can't done. lose though, can you? In yeah, DJ you Hero? fail. Oh, I thought Pretty you sure. couldn't. I don't know. I I, it's a been a long time since I played it, but it was really difficult when I did play it. Huh. But anyway, yeah, it's tough out uh, there on the streets, Chad. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can at noclippodcast.com uh, or email noclippodcast at gmail.com uh, on Twitter at noclippodcast on YouTube noclip and uh, you, if you're not already listening to us on iTunes uh, you can find us there leave us a review and a rating I wanted to interject at this point yeah. and say you always say YouTube at noclip Right. That does not turn up no clip podcast. If you type in no, no clip, clip podcast. Well, no, if you just type in no clips, we're not actually. You would not get the no clip podcast. You have to click channels. Well, that. I feel like you should add that information. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't Steven find the podcast. Literally, we have, I have actual anecdotal evidence that you need to like specify how to find it on YouTube. It became more difficult after, after when we started because. Six months later, a different YouTube channel, which like a specifically, it's a specific YouTube channel that's called No Clip, came into existence, right? And is more popular than us, right? Which means that they <laughs> probably will get the thousand so, followers first to get the No Clip URL, and we'll, we'll have to choose. You no can go to our website, and, and on the homepage, the... there's an icon. It's the logo with the YouTube logo inside of it. Right. Click on that; it'll take you to our YouTube channel. It's very intuitive and pretty. Or just YouTube search "no clip space podcast." You can. Does do that, that as turn well. it up? Yes. Oh, well, it's the first go. result if you do that. Good. Cool. Well, uh, I'm gonna. I'll edit every no, all thirty episodes <laughs> to include that instruction. Thank you. All right. You're Welcome to Nooklip. I'm Chad Rutherman. I'm JJ Artemis. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And today we're joined by two very special guests. Dan. <laughs> 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 I'm, not, I'm not good at, at introducing guests. The way you he set that up, he said it as though <laughs> he was about to say. <laughs> 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 as I know 
you don't say we're doing with two very special guests, yeah. who then immediately jump in and say, like midway through that intro, I was like, oh, Dan and Steve aren't gonna say anything until I like say something about them. So it was like a real like. Ruxh- like no. I fucked it up. <laughs> I think so. We'll just go ahead and try it again. Yeah, really, it was damn. Today fun. we're going to be talking about <laughs> Rascal. Uh, <laughs> wish I didn't look up the <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Man, this is exactly the kind of quality intro that I expect from no clip. I'm glad and that I was disappointed. Out of 31 episodes, I think Chad's looked up the information. <laughs> like, I had a time like four times. Max. I was gonna say four exactly. Yeah. 